Welcome to another episode of The Good Vanilla, a Barefoot Contessa podcast where the chicken stock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and vanilla is always good. I am your host, Nick Kachanov, and today we are celebrating 20 years of Bridgehampton Florist. Well, not today, because this episode was filmed like 10 years ago, but you know, you get the idea. At this point, I don't know, maybe they're celebrating their 30th, 35th year, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Michael's retired by now, I don't know. But anyway, happy Friday, everyone. Another week gone by. I can't believe that it's nearly the end of August. I, it's like scary how, how like fast the years are going. I know they always say that as you get older, but I feel like something, like they're not telling us something. I feel like just the world is spinning faster on its axis these days, but... Um, I'm trying to think of what's going on in my life here. Uh, well, this weekend we are celebrating my parents' 40th anniversary on Sunday. Uh, Deb and Tom, they're the best. I can't wait for that. We're going to have lunch at a local winery. We're going to have some cake. Uh, you know, it's going to be a great day. And uh, what else? Oh, Keon and I got back from... Canada on Tuesday of this week. We had a fabulous time in Toronto. We ate some delicious food. I had like a life-changing carbonara and focaccia at a restaurant called Ascari, and I don't know what part of Toronto it was in, but it was uh it was delicious. Uh it was it was our first night there and it was just perfect. And uh I did not eat poutine. I I've had poutine before in the states, but I I know it's like Actually, one of um, Keon's cousin's friends said that the best place to get poutine is Wendy's. And I was like, and she's like, I know that sounds crazy, but go to Wendy's. And we didn't end up going. But, you know, maybe next time it gives us another reason to head up north. Uh, we went to Niagara Falls, which was actually kind of great. I I went to Niagara Falls like very briefly in high school. I, I might have mentioned this last week on the podcast, so I apologize if I'm repeating myself. But um, it was like we were on our way to Toronto for some like show choir competition. And our teacher was like, we're at the falls. If you want to get off the bus for like 20 minutes and just like look at the falls. But I feel like it was like, I feel like it was nighttime or something or it was like cloudy I can't remember uh so it's I didn't really get the full experience and to be honest like I don't need to spend a whole day at Niagara Falls but we did do the boat ride the Maid of the Mist and it was awesome I thought it was gonna be I didn't think it was gonna be lame but I wasn't as excited about it but once we were on the boat I was like this is awesome I loved it uh and it was also super hot um and so it felt really good to kind of you know get a little bit of the mist um, we stayed at the Fairmont Hotel on Front Street. It's like right across from Union Station, um, which is very fancy, very swanky. But don't be too impressed because uh, Keon's cousin got us like a very good deal on the room. She she like works. I don't know. Somehow she got us a discount. It was awesome. We would never stay there <laughs> for like full price. We are not that rich. I promise you. Um, but the hotel was beautiful. Uh, yeah, Canada was lovely. Everyone was so nice. There was one lady at... We went to this, like, market very close, like, downtown Toronto. I'm sure it's, like, a very famous market, and I just don't know the name of it right now, so I'm sorry. There were lots of flowers everywhere, so... And uh, we, we, you know, there it was just, like, this beautiful 
market. It's like, you know, it's like the market of, of my dreams, really. Everyone was just like walking around with fresh flowers and like bagels and coffee. It was it was picturesque, really. But we were at we were going to get some kind of like sweet treat. And we were at the like the counter for, you know, some sort of bakery. And this lady was so mean to us, uh, not behind the counter. She was we were standing there, but we didn't know what we wanted. And she was just like so annoyed that we were in the way. And she was just she just wasn't having it. And finally, she like pushed her way through. She was like, excuse me. And then she tossed her hands up in the air. I was like, whoa. Um, so she sucked. But everything else was great. Um. I think that's all I have. So let's get into this episode, eh? Uh, this is season eight, episode eight, and it's called Flavors and Flowers. I don't think I've seen this episode. Maybe I have. I remember the cake part. But anyway, Ina begins. She's standing outside. It's like a weird position. She's like, she's standing outside her back door, but like, it looks like she's like, she's like too far away from the camera and there's like a, a, a shrub of some sort. It is a position I've never seen her in, but I guess none of this really matters. Um, so Ina begins, she says, I'll use any excuse to throw a party. When my friends Michael and Jim at Bridgehampton Flores told me it was their 20th anniversary at the store, I thought that's a great reason for a celebration. Michael's going to set the table right in the store and I'm going to bring dinner. How fun is that? To begin, I'm making bruschetta with roasted pepper and gorgonzola to serve with a glass of champagne. Then, a light but delicious chicken salad veronique with a tarragon sauce and green grapes. Plus, a French-style potato salad with lots of green herbs. And for dessert, the best chocolate cake in the world, from Michael's grandmother's recipe. I love a party in a store after hours. It's like being kids left in the candy store. And this one has great flowers for decorations. <laughs> okay, there's that. Um, I'm so annoyed by this bruschetta, this gorgonzola bruschetta. I mean, as we all know, brus I mean, not bruschetta, uh, gorgonzola and any blue cheese is like, it's like my, uh, what's the word, cilantro for you know how Ina ha hates cilantro like as much as she hates cilantro as much as is as much as I hate gorgonzola if that's even a sentence but you know it's what she's making so we got to talk about it but first let's start with this chicken salad Veronique so she starts off by roasting four chicken breasts with the skin on and then she chops it up into like bite-sized pieces and tells us that it's best to do it's best to make this when the chicken is still warm because it, it absorbs the sauce better than it would when it's cold. I think that's a pretty good tip. Um, she says that this recipe is inspired by, is it Soleil Veronique? Soleil Veronique or Sol Veronique? Oh my goodness, I'm panicking now. Um, but I feel like it's some sort of like French dish. I don't know. Um, I, I had to look it up because I never heard of it, but it's a, a fish. It's a type of fish. I guess soul is a type of fish. I'll, anyone, I, I feel like this is common knowledge and I'm just like butchering this. We're going to go with soul, okay? Um, but it's made with that and it has white grapes, tarragon, white wine, some cream and lemon juice, which sounds delicious. I like grapes in like dishes where they, where I feel like they don't belong. You know what I mean? I know, I think I've covered on a previous episode the, the sausage and grapes that the roasted sausage and grapes that Ina makes. I feel like that would be, I'd be into that. So this is sort of like a play on that, only substituting the fish with uh, chicken. So she puts the chicken pieces in the bowl, in a big bowl, and now it's time for the sauce. 
uh, which isn't really a sauce so much like it's just mayonnaise. So it's half a cup of mayonnaise. Like that's kind of the sauce. But then there's all these like good things that go into it. So uh, she chops up some fresh tarragon, some celery, green grapes, salt and pepper. And then she tosses it all together. She gives it a big stir. And she talks a little bit about Michael and Jim's flower shop and that she can't wait to see what they have in store for dinner. Um, I guess not to eat, but the flowers. Um, and she said, or she says, why do I think it involves orange roses and orange tulips? Hmm. Uh, so we cut to Bridgehampton florist. Michael hands a beautiful bouquet to the last customer of the night. And then he flips this little, like, it's so cute. It's like, it's like a postcard, like the size of a postcard from open to close. It's very chic. And it just seemed like so fitting for the store. It's like not even a big sign at all. I love it. Um, so next we're back in Ina's kitchen for some French potato salad. Yes to this. I love a potato salad. Um, and I don't think, I mean, I want to say I've had a French potato salad. I never made one. But uh, Ina tells us that the, uh, the difference between American and French potato salad is that American potato salad uses like a mayo base and French potato salad is more of a vinaigrette. So speaking of that vinaigrette, the ingredients are two tablespoons of fresh lemon juice, two cloves of garlic and some Dijon mustard. And then she uses the same, okay, this is crazy. She uses the same mustard coated teaspoon and dips it into her little salt dish and then also dips it into the pepper. I don't understand this. And maybe this is because, I mean, I think I would rinse it, right? But also when she dips it into the salt, like it, all the salt just like sticks to the mustard. So none of the mustard is like going into the salt dish. You know what I mean? But then like, are you getting like an accurate measurement? Because it just seems wild to me. And I've seen her do it before. Um, and every time I watch it, I, it's funny to watch Keon watch these episodes. Cause he like, he does not approve of like what, what he calls cross contamination of like, you know, exactly this, like a mustard spoon dipped in salt and then also dipped in pepper without giving it a rinse. So maybe that's why I'm panicking. Do other people do this? I don't think that I do, or I would anyway. Uh, she, uh, next she chops up the potatoes into slices. I will say they look a little mushy here. I know she does her famous trick of like straining the uh, potatoes and then putting the like a clean dish towel over it. I think she left that dish towel on for too long because like when she slices it, the skin's kind of peeling off a little bit. I mean, I guess it all comes together, but I feel like this is like a room temperature um, potato salad in a way. So I don't, I don't know if she puts it in the fridge to like firm up. I also don't know why I'm so worried about these potatoes, but, but regardless... Uh, she puts a splash of white wine on the potatoes and then a few a few glugs of homemade chicken stock. If you have homemade, you should use it, she says. And after that, uh, she puts some fresh parsley in there, some fresh tarragon leaves, some chopped red onion, and then she gives it a big stir and then pours in the vinaigrette that she just made too. So this looks delicious. I would be all over this. I think it's like a, it's a nice change of pace from... I mean, it's so like Barefoot Contessa too. I can't imagine. I feel like she's made it in the past, but I can't imagine Ina making just like a plain Jane potato salad with mayo, you know? Um, So it's very on brand for her. So then we cut to Michael at the store who tosses an orange. You know, he's like, 
I don't even know what word to use. He like he's throwing the tablecloth in the air. He like fluffs it, you know, and then it like lands gently over the table. It's like this orange tablecloth that looks so beautiful. And just as I have predicted, I see some orange tulips in the background here. And Michael says, I'm so used to doing this for other people. And now I get to do it for myself, which is so sweet. I feel like he's always just like, you know, anytime he's at a party, I feel like uh, people just rope him into helping, you know, when I'm sure he just wants to like sit there and have a glass of Chardonnay and like eat some chips, you know, the good chips. Um, So I I like that he's able to do this in his store. Um, And I love Michael. Who doesn't? And I also see, like, in this in this scene, there are some, like, not red roses, and they're not purple either, too. Like, I, I want to say, like, a dark pink rose, like a violet rose, maybe. And he says, I hope Ina is pleased with what we're doing. It should be a fun evening. Also, side note, uh, no Jim here. Where I don't think we get, we're not introduced to Jim at all, but the whole episode is about Michael and Jim. And I don't know if Michael is Jim's, like, partner, like, in life, or a partner with the store, or both. I don't know. There was one. Uh, there were two other men. One of them wore like a pink, like sweater vest, and the other one wore like this lavender thing. I don't know. I don't know who Jim is. So, I guess it remains a mystery. I could have looked this up. Yes, of course I did. Uh, I I could have, but I didn't. Um. So next, it's time for chocolate cake. Oh my goodness, this is the chocolate cake of my dreams. So. She starts with some dry ingredients, of course, flour, sugar, some dark chocolate cocoa powder, baking powder, baking soda, salt, and she sifts it together. <laughs> it's like there's like a huge cloud of like chocolate, uh, like smoke. She like chokes on it for a second and then laughs at herself. Um, and next is time for the wet ingredients, which she puts into her not the four cup glass Pyrex, but I think it's like a two cup. Uh, she starts with a cup of buttermilk. A little bit of vegetable oil, two eggs. I use extra large eggs, of course, and uh, some good vanilla. And then she starts to pour the wet ingredients slowly into the dry ingredients in the standing mixer. And then it's time for a secret ingredient, which I mean, maybe I did see this episode because I feel like, I mean, this is season eight of like the original Barefoot Contessa series. So again, I did not know about putting coffee and chocolate until this Maybe this episode, who knows? But anyway, the secret ingredient, which I already ruined, is uh, a cup of hot brewed coffee. And that is the end of the batter. It's finished. It looks gorgeous. She pours the batter into two eight-inch cake pans that are both buttered and floured. And then she puts them in the oven for 35 to 40 minutes. And now it's time for the, I mean, the best part, which is the the buttercream, let's be honest. Uh, so Ina says this cake has one of the best buttercreams that she's ever had. And honestly, it looks pretty good. So we start, uh, she starts by uh, putting some semi, she chops up some semi-sweet chocolate over and puts it over a double boiler to melt that down. And then she puts two sticks of butter into the standing mixer and then adds an egg yolk and some good vanilla to that and lets that mix a little bit more. And then she takes the chocolate off the heat while she takes the cake out to cool and then she adds some instant coffee powder in like a little bowl uh, with like some hot water. And then she pours it into the butter, and the, and the, which is in the standing mixer. I think I would have personally, I mean, I, I would follow the recipe, I guess, the first time. But I would love like some instant espresso powder. That would be, you know, really give them, give them a little pep in their step, you know. Um, but maybe that would have been too much. I don't know. I, I trust Michael's grandmother that she's, you know, she's perfected it over the years. 
or maybe they didn't have an instant espresso back then so who knows uh so now it's time to add the cooled chocolate uh in the standing mixer and it just oh my gosh it looks so good it's like this beautiful shade of just like mocha it just reminds me of mocha um so she ices the cake and then moves uh she kind of like moves her palette knife like up and down the sides reminding us that since it's an old-fashioned cake it's supposed to be messy hmm um, but I do like that. I love a good, I think any sort of cake, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying I don't love a store-bought cake. Like I love a beautiful cake, but I, I, there's something really, I don't know, like reassuring and kind of nostalgic when you just see a cake that is like just authentically homemade and kind of just not perfect, I guess. I don't know. I feel like those are the best cakes, at least in my opinion. Um, but this cake is a work of art. I would have eaten this whole thing myself. Uh, left unattended it is it's one of those cakes where I, I just can't stop myself and also I would totally put it in the refrigerator oh my god like quick quick survey for all of you listeners out there and you know maybe chime in on Instagram un under the episode uh, photo that I put up but do you all love cold cake because I love cold cake it's like the best thing ever like I love a room temperature cake too but like the next morning Oh my gosh, like a, a cold piece of cake with like a, uh, I almost said a pot of coffee, uh, a cup of coffee, maybe even more. Um, it's just, uh, it's divine. It's, it's just like one of life's like simplest pleasures, but I, I really, <laughs> I really am drawn to it. Um, so yeah, let me know. Do you prefer cold cake or room temperature cake? sign off in the comments below. Um, so next we get some more footage of Michael at the store snipping and arranging flowers you can tell he's been doing this for years he works so fast he's a pro snip like a pro there we go it's that should be michael's book if you're listening michael you should uh you should write that uh so the table looks fabulous it's like a rap city of pinks and oranges and i want to say a little bit of yellow but maybe it's like a yellowish orange if i'm being honest but it looks great and the whole store really looks fabulous. I, I think like out of any store that I would go to if I was in East Hampton, I would totally hit up Bridgehampton Florist to buy something and to maybe catch a glim glimpse of Michael. But like my luck, Jim would be working that day and I would say <laughs> I would just storm out of there. Um, so finally, it's time for some bruschetta. I would say we're saving the best for last, but um, she ruined it with this gorgonzola, folks. I'm sorry, but... Okay, so she's chopping up some Italian bread, of course, which is going to be the base of the bruschetta, and then she to uh, she toasts this on a sheet pan and brushes it with some olive oil. And the topping for the bruschetta is one yellow pepper and one red pepper, which she sautés in a pan with some olive oil. And then she chops up some basil and then returns to she returns the uh, the peppers and puts some sugar in it, which I I was surprised by that. But, um, you know, she says she wants a little bit of caramelization on this. So, I mean, that'll do it. So and then, you know, she also chops up some gore gore. <laughs> I was like, gore, gore, gorgonzola. <laughs> um, I just I didn't I didn't want to say the word. So I stuttered on it. But she adds the basil and some capers to the peppers, which I feel is so interesting. Um, I'm, I'm down with like the pepper mixture. Uh, and by this time, the bread is done toasting and she starts to, to assemble the bruschetta. So she piles some of the pepper mixture on top and then ruins it by placing the gorgonzola on top. And um, she tells us that she's going to put it in the oven for a few minutes to melt. And she's like, if you don't think that's terrific, hmm. 
Or she says, mm, not hmm, but mm. Uh, but I don't think that's terrific, Ina. Thank you very much. I would rather have uh, mozzarella, you know? That's, that's the bruschetta that I want. I mean, true, authentic bruschetta is just like, I feel like it's just like basil, tomatoes, and garlic, right? I feel like that's it. So there really isn't cheese on it. That's more of like a a caprese salad, which doesn't have the, you know, the bread. Um, I don't know. I just wanted mozzarella. So I, I would just be sad if I got to the party and saw these like delicious bruschetta. And then they're like, oh, well, it's it's gorgonzola. And I'd be like, great. Uh, so she puts them in the oven again to melt the gorgonzola. And she's ready to pack it up and take it to Michael and Jim. So now we're at Bridgehampton Florist. Everyone is wearing some sort of, like I mentioned before, some bright neon sweater vest or sweater. It's fabulous. Michael, I feel like Michael has orange on. He always does. And then again, someone has pink. I feel like Jim is the one in pink. And then the other gentleman has lavender. I feel like they showed Jim just a little bit longer than they did Michael. And who knows? Maybe Jim just doesn't want to be on camera. So I respect that. Um, But he wants to be at the party, you know? So they all toast with some champagne and then Ina arrives. She just kind of like swoops in and she has the chocolate cake in hand and she tells Michael not to open it, not even a peek. And she shakes her finger at him, kind of menacingly, to be honest. And then Ina offers uh, the guests some bruschetta. She's like walking around like a cater waiter. Sometimes she does that. You know what I mean? At parties, she just like she says what it is and just like offers it up. Uh, this bruschetta, more like (laughs) ooschetta. Did that land? I don't know. In my mind, it made sense. Brew, ew. Um, I did like Ina hands with that. I'm like, brewschetta, ooschetta. Disgusting. Uh, So there are suddenly more people here. There's, I I think like one more late. There's, there is, there are two women here besides Ina. Um, So three gals and three guys. And I don't know who these women are, but uh, eventually, Ina reveals the chocolate cake, and she she sort of sings like "Happy Anniversary" to the tune of "Happy Birthday." She's like "Happy Anniversary," and then just kind of holds it out, and it's very cute. She has these like really long, thin candles. They look like I don't know. They look like incense sticks or incense. You know, like just like a long looks like a sparkler, but they're made of wood. They're they're pretty chic though. Um, and then Ina says, I wonder if the second slice is going to be as good as the first. Hmm. And Michael chimes in saying, I think maybe the third, fourth, and fifth. And then they both throw their heads back and laugh. (laughs) And then Ina raises her glass and says, here's to 20 years of flowers and chocolate cake and orange tulips. And it's like, she keeps roasting Michael for these orange tulips. I'm like, leave this man alone, Ina. This is his night. Um... And that's the end of the episode. She she roasts Michael one more time about the orange tulips. But I thought I thought Ina loves orange tulips too. I thought that was like her thing. So is she roasting herself? I don't know. Uh, but that is the end of the episode. A pretty stellar menu. I think the cake makes up for the the gorgonzola bruschetta. Um, but I'm always happy to celebrate Michael. He's one of my favorites. Uh, you know, ancillary characters of the Barefoot Contessa universe. So happy anniversary, Michael, to... And Jim. Can't forget Jim, even though we don't know who he is. 
But I guess that's all I have for this week. So thank you everyone for listening. If you want to follow the podcast on social media, you can follow it on Instagram at goodvanillapod. Be sure to chime in about your cold cake versus room temperature cake preferences. And you can also send me an email at goodvanillapod at gmail.com. Also, I made a group for The Good Vanilla on Facebook. Very easy to find. Just search The Good Vanilla. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review. Or just tell another Barefoot Contessa fanatic. That also works, too. And if you want to know where to get more of me, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Nick Chanov. And you can find me on my other podcast, The Best Supporting Podcast with Colin Drucker. Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay safe. And I'll see you next time.